presenting John Gabriel, the undisputed king of stuff. What is up, podcats? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, which is coming tomorrow. I'm recording this Thanksgiving Eve, or at least the day before Thanksgiving local time. It's uh, Thanksgiving pre-Thanksgiving afternoon, technically. Thank you to Cozy Earth, who is sponsoring this fine program. And uh, I'm just going to cover various things going on in the news. When I finished my podcast last week, which... I don't know. That should be uh, saved at the Smithsonian, maybe the National Archives. It was brilliant to which you've grown accustomed. But I didn't realize that it was Thanksgiving this week because I'm not very bright. But it's been a bit of a crazy um, week this week. A lot of uh, running around. Um, It was my birthday. As you know, I think iCal has that update for Apple. Mentioning that it's my birthday. Yes, it was my birthday. I'm 97 now. Um, I feel every year of it. Uh, So had that. And then, of course, we have Thanksgiving tomorrow and all sorts of other things. Um, I also had a speech. I do not do much public speaking, but I had a speech to like, I don't know, a thousand tax people involved in Arizona policy and politics, mostly conservatives, wowed them. It was uh, a tour de force, I believe reviewers said, or at least I'd imagine they say if anybody actually reviewed my speech. So it was great to talk to them and uh, actually to get out of the house and uh, and out of my shell a little bit. Uh, that one, it was a state organization, so I mostly talked to Arizona like I did last week on the podcast, and I will not... Uh, Talk about Arizona, the whole podcast, well, at all this podcast, I don't think, um, as most of last week's and the week before that was dedicated to our goofy state. Uh, Just note quickly, hey, they finally finished counting votes Monday of this week, so that was nice. Only took them 13 days. Two of the races are going to recount, which can't start for another 13 days, so um, we still don't know. Uh, The final, final counts of uh, two of the races. Uh, One's a pretty much done deal. One is very, very tight. So um, yeah, I'm sure I will uh, keep you informed on that once we have any progress. Well, this week has been sadly and depressingly, as we've grown accustomed to in this country, several different mass shootings going on. Um, Not good, But the media reaction to them has been especially strange. It's always strange and it's always biased. Uh, First, we had a mass shooting in Colorado Springs at a place called Club Q, not Club Q Anon. It was Club Q. It's uh, basically an LGBTQ bar in Colorado Springs. Five people were killed until this very cool ex-military dude took the shooter out, took him down. So good for him. But, of course, the media immediately characterized it as horrible homophobia by the ultra-mega-fascist whatever. And uh, they also added in um, that they blamed it on rhetoric that people have against bringing little kids to drag shows. How those two would be related, I'm not sure. But that's what the media was selling. There's a guy named Ben Collins. Um, He is uh, NBC's official misinformation reporter, and boy, does he live up to the name. Um, He's constantly spewing misinformation and doing it in the guise of correcting the record, as it were. He uh, directly blasted people like Matt Walsh of Daily Wire, Christopher Rufo 
of everywhere. I think last I knew it was officially was City Journal um, because they have this radical, bizarre position that uh, biological males shouldn't be allowed to shower with little girls at school. Crazy, outrageous right wing position they have that almost everybody in the country agrees with. You would not know that from the media. But here was the problem. Uh, The shooter, it was released last evening, Tuesday evening, that uh, his lawyer said, look, um, I just want you to stop calling him him. Um, He is a they because he is non-binary. I will not dignify this person by saying his name, um, but um, it identify they identify as uh, non-binary. So now the media and Ben Collins, misinformation reporter, said, oh, wait, wait, the reason he did it is still, I can still blame this on conservatives because he was bullied online for being gay. Oh, you always got to find the correct narrative to slot it into. The other media organizations have just walked far away from this because they're like, huh, this is confusing. There was, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think Alison Camerata on CNN got the news that he is um, non-binary while she was talking about the shooting, to which she said to her various guests who are all blaming it on conservatives, well, well, I don't know what to make of this anymore. Yeah, because you need a narrative. Instead of just reporting the news, you need to push, this is a fight of um, the white hats versus the black hats so we can know who exactly we're supposed to hate. Okay, in a day or two after that tragic shooting, there was camera footage of a guy tossing a brick through the window of a New York City gay bar. He was blamed for homophobia as well. You had kind of the the bar had a camera above the front door facing outside and showed this guy throwing, if you can call it that, a brick through the window. Um, one look at this gentleman's form, and it's like, I don't think this is an ultra-mega, hardcore conservative male. Um, and, of course, that proved out to be true. He's uh, he's gay, the guy who threw the brick, and he was mad at uh, the bar itself for, I don't know, a bad experience he had there or something. So he tossed a brick through the window. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he just walked out of there and was drunk and wasn't thinking right. But, of course, it wasn't um, the roving bands of uh, mega warriors roaming the streets through Manhattan. No. It was a patron at a bar who was upset at the staff, so he threw a brick through the window. One prominent activist from the area, it sounded like he had been to this bar or he was a regular at this bar or something. He, of course, blamed it on the right wing before all the facts came out, which is very important to do when you're on Twitter. And uh, he said that what is under attack from coast to coast in this country is, quote, queer pleasure, unquote. I've never heard this term in my life, but apparently it's under attack. As a society, we focus too much on pleasuring ourselves, which sounds kind of naughty, I might say, and I guess in some cases it is. As you grow older, especially if you have read your Stoic authors of old, and especially if you have some genetic link to Scandinavian emotionless nations, as I do, Life is not about pleasure. It is about grim endurance. That's where it's at, folks. That is the life hack I have to give you. 
Um, I should do a self-help podcast. Grim endurance is where it at. Just don't worry about pleasure. Anybody can do pleasure. People like that. Grim endurance, baby. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's not a war on queer pleasure. It's a drunk dude tossing a brick through the bar that you hang out at. And one last item on Tuesday night, pretty late in Chesapeake, Virginia, I believe it was. Walmart shooting. It turns out it was a manager at that location who had a kill list of other employees. So he killed seven people. That includes himself. So he murdered six people. And then police, at least early on, said he probably turned the gun on himself. I don't know if that's been confirmed. They haven't even released his name. Again, I wouldn't say his name if it was listed because we paid too much attention to these scumbags who do these horrifying crimes. And the media was freaking out. Oh, my gosh, this is the end of the world. Look at these right-wing fascists. And, of course, the shooter turned out to be African-American. So they didn't talk about it much after that. In response to several of these events, uh, something started popping around Twitter that I made a very long time ago. I was trying to, it's at least five years old, probably, probably longer. It is this chart that I made that I called the media narrative chart for reporting violent crime. And whenever there's a big mass shooting, people start passing it around. And this time, a lot of big names started passing it around. So um, I just wanted to address that and get into it. Um, I think I really need to update it. Non-binary is definitely not listed on there. It didn't exist a few years ago whenever I made this, um, but it seems to hold up pretty well. But I think I might need a refresh. It needs to be kind of reoriented to uh, show all in one image on social media, stuff like that. But maybe I'll add it to the show notes so you can see it if you haven't. Um, but what I did is just went through, because you see this happening every time there's a mass shooting or violent crime. It depends. Let's see. They will blame the shooting on various factors um, after observing who exactly did the violence and who was attacked. So it's just a big chart. And here are a few things from it. If the attacker is a non-white shooter, a POC, if you will, and the victim is white, the story is all about gun control. If they talk about it at all. But if they talk about it at all, it's a big crime, makes a splash, they'll talk about gun control because a POC shot a white person. If it's a white person who shot a POC, it's racism. The shooter is to blame, not guns, not the broader culture. No, the shooter is the one to blame, and so are guns themselves. Guns are sentient, and we must ban them all. Now, if it's a non-white attacker with a non-white victim, they just don't even report it. Um, if there is a horrible crime involving a young black male, say in Chicago, uh, shoots a Latino male in Chicago, it just, reporters don't talk about it. They focus on news, like in Chicago, for instance, since I'm familiar with that city. If crime happens in the loop, the cool part of the city, where, um, I don't know, the important, powerful people live, if violence happens in some of the tonier suburbs, thinking Lake Forest, for example, oh, that gets reported. That definitely gets reported. If it happens on the south side somewhere, somewhere and you have one person who shoots a few other people in a mass shooting and all of the perpetrator and the victims were all black, the media just doesn't even report it. What's the point? There's no narrative to push in this case few other things. A, a cop shoots a guy after a traffic stop. That means police brutality. If you have a shooter killing a cop, especially if the shooter is a, a minority, 
well, he was just reacting to police brutality, so we got to get rid of it. And you can go on and on with this. I certainly do rattle on quite a while on this chart, but it is very um, handy to do. And if the press doesn't want to report on it, say there's black-on-black crime in Chicago, well, they won't report on it. They'll just run a story about the Kardashians. I don't know, whatever's in the news. Katy Perry might have a new feud with Taylor Swift. That's what they'll report on. They won't even report on uh, non-white people being involved in these things. But the reason behind the chart and uh, people say, wow, this is really accurate, but you got it updated for non-binary, which I agree with. Um, It points out that the media is not in the business of reporting news. They shouldn't even be called the news media. Their business model isn't promoting news, it's promoting narrative. That's what they care about. They don't report on anything that does not promote the narrative they've already ascribed to. So if an event occurs, the editors instinctively fit it in to their pre-existing narrative. If there is, let's see, big hurricane hits Florida. Well, the story is obviously the incompetence of the GOP officials. Big storm hits New Jersey. Global warming. That's the big news coming out of there. Their their governor is a Democrat. And maybe he does well dealing with storm. Maybe he doesn't. But that isn't the issue anymore. The issue is climate change, and that's what they focus on. And essentially, this is the overarching secular progressive narrative. Uh, They have left behind good versus evil, and they have replaced it with oppressed versus oppressor. So if there's a Republican involved, he's the cause of the problems. Uh, Say the economy um, just really craters in a certain state. Does that state have a Republican governor? Okay, blame them. What if the state doesn't have a Republican governor? Well, is the president Republican? Okay, blame the president. They will find the closest person that they can blame who is not a leftist and just run with that. And that's why it's so easy to produce a chart like this, because you know exactly how they're going to report or not report certain things. If a puzzle piece, um, meaning a news story, doesn't easily fill out the narrative, like, I don't know, say a guy kills a whole bunch of people driving a truck through the Waukesha parade. Um, Does that help them or hurt them? Well, it doesn't really help advance their narratives, so they don't talk about it anymore. The second they found out the driver was African-American, well, it doesn't matter anymore. They were reporting about it wall to wall until that was discovered. Then all of a sudden, eh, it's not important. Yeah, he killed a bunch of people. And who knows why he killed people? Obviously, this isn't a situation where a black or Latino man is always out there committing crimes, you know. It's just to say they're focused on the narrative. And so if you have a white cop shooting, say, a Latino guy in California, that gets a lot of coverage. If you have a black cop shooting a black guy, it won't get mentioned on the national news. That's just how they operate. So um, it's very easy to predict their moves, and that's why that chart is rather helpful. Like I said, I will drop it in the show notes And once again, anytime there's any kind of shooting, the media is just utterly incompetent uh, outside of their narrative building. First off, they know nothing about guns. They know nothing about firearms. They don't know anyone who owns one. They're just like completely at sea with it. Uh, Somebody who's pointed this out repeatedly and now is thankfully a CNN contributor, Stephen Gutowski, who uh, I believe we've had on this show. And he just, he's just non-emotional. He says, here's the exact gun used. Here's where it's legal. Was the person allowed to own it or not? Where did he get this firearm? And they need that because no one in their newsroom understands the Second Amendment. 
they don't even understand the proper arguments against the Second Amendment. They're just opposing because guns are icky. Uh, So they should at least have passing familiarity with the arguments for the Second Amendment, the arguments against it, but they don't even have those. They just like mock people for saying thoughts and prayers. I, I don't know. But if they paid any attention, the slightest attention to the facts, to the statistics, they would know that the AR-15 is not a mass shooter's weapon of choice. It's very, very rarely used in any kind of crime. It's very inconvenient. It's not something that most people use. Um, Also, yeah, as we've shown in the past few days, most mass shooters are not angry white MAGA dudes. That is uh, not the case. Not to say they never do it, but they're usually not magadoos. They're usually like clinically insane or they have some crazy blend of right wing, left wing and conspiracies popping around their mind. Like, um, I don't know. They'll have a Trump meme from three years ago, but also go on long tirades about how great Rhodesia was and wanting to nuke Israel or something. So we're not talking people who are showing up their local Republican precinct meeting. We are talking about whack jobs, most of all. Also, um, only 3.5% of all gun-related murders are mass shootings. It's a very, very tiny amount. Um, You have a lot in just regular crime. You have a lot with, I don't know, a friend getting drunk and shooting someone, uh, like another friend, his girlfriend, something like that. So if saving lives is what we're about, what we should be doing is being hardcore on anti-suicide things, because most people who die from firearms, it's a suicide situation. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to see the press improve on these things. They will not. And uh, just be aware of the various tricks that they play, how they frame issues, um, how they question Republicans about certain things and never question Democrats about other things. It's uh, it's a tell. Here's another one that just popped up. Another thing I wrote a long time ago on Ricochet. Um, Just beware of certain words. Controversial is a favorite word of the media. This bill is controversial. Okay. If a Republican submits a bill, it's controversial because a Republican submitted the bill. It might have 80% approval rating with all other politicians and the entire nation. It's still controversial because somebody opposes it. Technically, they're not lying. If one person opposes this bill, that means there's some amount of controversy. So you have a conservative bill going through Congress. It's a controversial bill. If a Democrat does some far-left thing that only a minority of the people in the country support, say Obamacare, it's not controversial. It's revolutionary. It's groundbreaking. It's historic. These are the words they use for controversies on the left. And there's just a million of these tells. And the more you read news, the more you see it. And that's how they try to frame issues. And uh, hopefully um, those of us who are conservative or, I don't know, in the libertarian camp. Basically, if we are not believers in wokedom, um, be aware of these things. It's a very easy tell, and, repo- uh, and reporters have been getting away with this for many, many years, and most people are wising up to it. So it's not going very well for those reporters. How would you like to give a holiday gift that will be appreciated every single night? I have two suggestions and a special offer from Cozy Earth. And uh, this is a brand that made Oprah's favorite things five years in a row. And uh, I used to be in marketing 
years ago. That's really tough to do because I was on the back end of all these like PR and marketing campaigns. That's very tough to do. So they are beloved by many, many people. And uh, I got some myself and they are silky smooth and awesome, easy to take care of. Okay, I'm getting far away from the copy. Let me get back to the copy. Uh, One kind of gift you can get is Cozy Earth Luxury Bedding. Um, like I said, this is what I got. Um, they We got some sheets that are made of bamboo, and they're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. I had never slept on them before. Uh, put them on our bed about a month ago, and they're fantastic. It's made using the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. That's another thing. They aren't deforesting huge swaths of territory. It's bamboo, so it's easy to replant and grow again. Their bedding is naturally temperature regulating, so you'll sleep comfy all year round. I definitely do. And this is huge for me because uh, my body temp runs about, I don't know, five degrees too high. And and it's kind of gross. And uh, so I need bedding that helps alleviate that. Another idea for a gift is uh, Cozy Earth's luxurious loungewear collection from their ultra soft lounge pants tees and pajamas for women to their popular joggers pullover crews and hoodies for men cozy earth loungewear is designed to flatter every body type and check out their premium plush and waffle bath towels you'll love those as well plus every cozy earth bedding item comes in a beautiful reusable canvas bag no gift wrapping is even needed and it is a pretty cool bag uh my eldest daughter who is attending college now she stole it from me promptly after we got our shipment so save 40 percent right now on cozy earth bedding loungewear pajamas and towels hurry because this is a holiday offer and it ends very soon go to cozyearth.com slash stuff and be sure to enter stuff at the checkout and you'll save 40 percent that's cozyearth.com slash stuff thanks very much to cozy earth not only for advertising on this fine program but also helping me get a good night's sleep okay now is a little aside here hopefully my voice doesn't sound weird i just woke up today just feeling wrong i'm all i don't know i don't know it's allergies or i'm coming down with something or whatever the heck it is so hopefully it's not affecting the dulcet tones of my beloved voice um i hate my voice by the way it's very difficult for me to listen to any interview i do because I don't know. I I had a great idea that you can do with the audio editing software, which is tone shift, like the cool musicians do now, and just slip it down one step. So I sound very low and intimidating. But um, yeah, that'd be a weird... There's no way to do that subtly, but uh, maybe I'll spring it on you at some point. Um, Very good news for Thanksgiving, by the way. Something that drives me a little crazy is, um, look, stores can do whatever they want. I'm all about the capitalism, baby. Um, however, they kept opening them on Thanksgiving Day. You used to have Black Friday, which was big enough a mess. And then they started saying, we'll open at midnight on Thanksgiving. We'll open at 10 p.m. on Thanksgiving. We'll open at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Okay, look, this sucks, not only for all the dang employees who have to do this, especially those like, will I get paid time and a half? Well, they would rather be spending time with their families, uh, but also for people who, I don't know, abandon the family dinner so they can wait in line at Target or Walmart or wherever. Um, It's just depressing. It's like, come on, guys. We can take a few hours off. Uh, If we really need something, we can buy it online. Well, due to online purchasing, um, a lot of retailers are saying, actually, Black Friday isn't as much of a big deal anymore. We don't, our entire economy doesn't rest on good performance there. And so now they are rolling out sale days a few days early, 
maybe a week early. And uh, I've seen that online a lot as well. But uh, the good news is Target, Walmart, they will not be open for Thanksgiving. They're like, you know what? No, this doesn't work. Um, They said that the pandemic changed the way people shop. They don't go as much to brick and mortar stores anyway. And then a lot of consumers are now worried about supply chain issues. So if they wanted, I don't know, the new hot toy for their kid, they got it a few weeks ago. They didn't wait around to the last minute. So good for those retailers. Come on. There has to be some day where people could just turn off their brain, hang out with their family, and maybe be thankful about something. Um, instead of being thankful, you could argue out a, argue about politics all Thanksgiving Day. I do not recommend this. I think it is hideous. It's something that popped up a lot during the old Obamacare fights where you would get 10 tips to own your uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. And it was always some retrograde knuckle-dragging uncle who was conservative and you were going to destroy him at the Thanksgiving dinner table when he brought up his anti-Democrat talking points. Guys, enjoy Thanksgiving. Turn off politics. Politics should not define your life. It should not be the most important thing in your life. When I go to family gatherings hanging out with friends. Sometimes, especially people who aren't that close to me, say I go to my sister's house and she has friends who I don't know very well. They're like, oh, John writes about politics. And they start asking questions or trying to bring up political issues. What I do is I agree with everything they say, no matter how asinine, nod my head, say, "Uh uh-huh, and then change the subject or leave. I don't want to talk about politics. Um, Part of it, too, this is selfish, I know, but you want my opinion on politics? Show me the money, baby. It's all about the Skrilla. I I do this for a living. That's why um, I read a lot of books and I'll update things like Goodreads or Amazon or something. People are like, you should write reviews. Those would be interesting to read. No. Are they paying me to write reviews? No. They're not paying me. I'm not going to be writing Um, brilliant reviews of various books. It doesn't make sense. I guess if I wanted to do that, I could just post them on Ricochet. But no, I read the book. I'm I'm done. Next, I got another book to read, folks. But anyway, um, yeah, I've never wasted family time talking politics. It doesn't interest me that much. Family is far more important than politics, as are many other things. But over the past at least decade, probably longer. Outrage uh, has become even more toxic, especially in this age of social media. Look back to your grand folks. They would yell at the newspaper they're reading and no one else would hear them except maybe the wife who is knitting things. Our parents, they'd just yell at the TV. My dad was very good at yelling at the television set. Uh, Whatever the news was, he had the perfect solution for it, and anyone trying to solve it was doing it wrong, and they were idiots, and he needed them to know about it. Again, we heard him in the family. Nobody else did. On social media, Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram, YouTube, of course, everybody just spreads their misery worldwide. So everybody needs to hear their hot takes on every issue. And that's why you have protesters, you know, I don't know if they're shutting down freeways or they're targeting a house like Justice Kavanaugh or something like that. I I love these kids who are at the most exclusive selective universities on the planet. And all they do is complain about the raw deal that they got in life and how the elites are sticking it to them. No, no, you are the elite folks. And the problem with this, modern America, and I'm sure much of the world also has replaced virtue with victimhood. The U.S., you know, it it might not be as uh, great as it was before in some ways, but we remain one of the wealthiest nations in the history of mankind, one of the safest nations. We've never really been invaded unless you count that dust up with the 
filthy Brits in 1812, um, we have it very, very good. Um, so the good thing about Thanksgiving, it's a day to actually choose and set aside for gratitude. And uh, let me tell you, this is kind of, I don't know, I'll pop into life hacks online and they're usually really lame. This is a good life hack. If you wanted a tough life, um, look back to ancient Rome, where even if things were going well, people were getting whacked and killed and stabbed all over the place, um, or just dying from some kind of disease they didn't understand. Here's what Cicero said during that time. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. And I believe this. If you have a grateful attitude, this is kind of self-helpy, I know, but if you have a grateful attitude, it makes everything in your life a lot better. If you piss and bitch and moan 24-7, you will chase everybody who loves you away, and you will be miserable. You'll see the black cloud and every silver lining. And it's just just not a healthy way to be. Maybe spend less time uh, complaining about the dumb politician you hate and thank someone who's doing a good job. Um, People are shocked when you do this, by the way. Like, uh, talk to a plane crew. I'll, I'll have a flight cross-country, go to some other city, fly back, and I notice, wow, everything went really smoothly, and all you see people doing on social media, get on social media and say how awesome the crew is, or hey, everything went great, or just pull one of the people aside and just tell them, it's like, this is a very good experience, because they're so shocked to hear anything like that. Try to do that as often as you can. Uh, Make everyday Thanksgiving. That sounds so sweet, doesn't it? Uh, I should have been a greeting card publisher, Alas, I only have this podcast, so I'm sharing this uh, awesome self-help tip with you. But seriously, Thanksgiving is one of our best holidays because no other country in the world has a day set aside just to be thankful. And even when times are tough, you can find something to be thankful about. It's like, ah, well, I still have that friend. I still have my health. Oh, I'm glad I left that job I hated for another one. Again, I love reading the Stoic Seneca, famous Stoic. Read his stuff. Um... But don't waste your time. He calls time like the richest treasure there is in existence because you can't make any more of it. And I'll give his quote, such is the great foolishness of mortals that they allow the least important, cheapest, and easily replaceable objects to be charged to their accounts after they have received them. But they never consider to be in debt when they have received time. Yet this is one thing that even a grateful recipient can never repay. So, yeah, anyway, try to spend every minute in gratitude, not only tomorrow, Continue it on. Find some reason to say thank you to someone, to be thankful for something. And going into history, I've been in a lot of history reading of late, as I usually do. uh, But recently, I was required for a course to read The Thanksgiving Proclamation by George Washington. Now, we, we of course, talked about the Pilgrims and their first, I think it was like 401 years ago now, the Pilgrims had their legendary first Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, their menu, it was not good. I do not see stuffing listed anywhere. They had lobster, okay, seal, doesn't sound good, and swans. That's got to be a little bit gamey. But, uh, yeah, they're still thankful because they actually survived and uh, learned how to till the soil a bit and actually grow good products in the new country when they were supposed to be dropped out far south of where they ended up in Massachusetts and they froze their tuchuses off. Um, but here is President George Washington. In 1789, I wanted to read his proclamation for Thanksgiving. Cue soaring music. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, 
to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for his signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experience in the course and conclusion of the late war. For the degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted. For the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general, for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. It's awesome. It's short. It's to the point. Now, Thanksgiving was not officially instituted until Abraham Lincoln did it, and that's when it became permanent. During the first couple of years of the Civil War, I think he did. Other states had done it here and there. People had done every, you know, every October, they'd say, yeah, we're going to do a Thanksgiving this year. But um, it's only grown and grown from there. And I've heard from people who are not from America just thinking it's a very curious holiday and very odd that a country does this. Um, that's one of the reasons I love it. That's what it makes America different. And for the song of the week... I got to go with the classic. I'm like, what would be good for Thanksgiving? And boy, there's some songs out there focusing on Thanksgiving and they're horrible. They're really just treacly and bad. Um, And it's never been a boon for songwriters like Christmas is. Christmas just uh, hits you somewhere else. Even New Year's has some good songs associated with it. Thanksgiving doesn't really. Um, So I got to go with the classic. It is uh, not a classical piece. It's Gratitude by the Beastie Boys.
that was the first song of theirs I really loved. I'm like, wow, these guys actually have real musical talent. Thanks very much for listening. I wish every each and every one of you a wonderful Thanksgiving, wherever you're celebrating it, with friends, hanging out on your lonesome, whatever it is. If you're with a huge family or small, enjoy the heck out of it. Be thankful for what you have. We all have more than we deserve. And uh, let's keep that in mind. Thanks to Cozy Earth for sponsoring. Please check them out. It's a fantastic product, especially when you can save some dough on it. Again, they are linked in the show notes. I will be back next week. Talk to you then. Ricochet. Join the conversation.